Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, everybody, welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Judges chapter 20. If we were to name this one, it would be Enough is Enough, but... (laughs) So, if you were with us yesterday, I mean, you want to talk about a dumpster fire on top of a dumpster fire in a manure pit. It was a bad day. And finally, people are rallying to do something. Maybe they overdo it because <laughs> they still don't have a king. So we're going to get to that in just a moment. And it it's it's it is what it is. But we're going to get there. If you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you like seeing me raging against some of these people, make sure you leave a comment down below. Let me know how you're interacting with the scripture and also on the podcast. I love you so much. You're so awesome. Make sure you're leaving us a five-star review. Also, let us know how you're interacting with God's word so that we can continue to provide for you what is helpful. That's one of the things I'd love for you to do. I'd love for everybody to go to our rallying point the Facebook discussion group where we're doing devotions every day, amazing team there. And I would love to know, what about this podcast or YouTube channel is working for you? What would you like for us to do more of? What would you like for us to do less of? You have ideas. We want to continue to grow and be helpful. And how we do that is by getting your feedback. You're not going to hurt my feelings, I promise. So make sure you let us know how we can be getting better all the time. Because man, the more we dig, the more we find. And some of y'all are telling me you never read Judges before. Now you know why. <laughs> Actually, no, Judges is wonderful. And if you have your Bibles, you want to open them up with me to Judges chapter 20. We're almost done. And Judges is wonderful because it's an amazing story because the overall theme is don't be stupid, <laughs> follow God. And that's important because we got to give the Israelites a lot of slack. Because we're, we look at them and go, oh, I would never go back from God. Well, yeah, we, <laughs> we kind of do. And now it's not as devastating as the nation of Israel, but it is something that a lot of us do. And we, we need to remember that, that these are people making horrible mistakes just like us. And they pay horrible prices for it. And it's a cautionary tale on what not to do. Now we find ourselves in a situation where the nation of Israel is done. They, they, they need a king, and they know they need a king, and they have finally realized what the bottom of the barrel looks like. You know, the dregs at the bottom is what happened yesterday. If you want to know about that, you go back and listen to yesterday's podcast. I have no desire to read that one again, but they finally realized that's enough. That's enough. And so they go to fix it, but maybe they go a little too far. Let's look and see what has happened. Judges 20, verse 1. Then all the Israelites were united as one man from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south. Now, Dan was the northernmost, Beersheba was way at the bottom. So it's like everybody, including all those across the Jordan and the land of Gilead, the entire community assembled in the presence of the Lord at Mizpah. The leaders of all the people of all the tribes, 400,000 warriors armed with swords, took their positions in the assembly of the people of God. Word sued reached the land of Benjamin that other tribes had gone up to Mizpah. The Israelites then asked how this terrible crime had happened, what happened in the last chapter. The Levite, the husband of the woman who had been murdered, said, My concubine and I came to spend the night at Gabeah, the town that belongs to the people of Benjamin. That night, some of the leading citizens of Gabeah surrounded the house, planning to kill me, and they raped my concubine until she was dead. So, 
I cut her body into 12 pieces and sent the pieces throughout the territory assigned to Israel, for these men have committed a terrible and shameful crime. You did too, buddy. (laughs) But we're going to move on. Verse 7. Now then, all of you, the entire community of Israel, must decide here and now what should be done about this. Then all the people rose to their feet in unison and declared, None of us will return home. No, not even one of us. Instead, this is what we'll do to Gabeah. We will draw lots to decide who will attack it. One-tenth of the men from each tribe will be chosen to supply warriors with food, and the rest of us will take revenge on Gabeah of Benjamin for this shameful thing they have done in Israel. So all the Israelites were completely united, and they gathered together to attack the town. The Israelites sent messengers to the tribe of Benjamin, saying, What a terrible thing that has happened among you. Give up those evil men, those troublemakers from Gibeah, so we can execute them and purge the evil from Israel. But the people of Benjamin would not listen. Instead, they came from their towns and gathered at Gibeah to fight the Israelites. In all, 26,000 of their warriors, armed with swords, arrived at Gibeah to join the 700 elite troops who lived there. So, civil war is about to happen. Among the Benjaminite elite troops, 700 were left-handed, and each of them could sling a rock and hit a target within a hair's breadth without missing. In other words, they were Green Beret Navy SEAL-like caliber. Israel had 400 experienced soldiers, armed with swords, not counting Benjamin's warriors. So, civil war is about to happen. Before the battle, the Israelites went to Bethel and asked God, which tribe should go up for Benjamin? The Lord answered, Judah is to go first. So the Israelites left early the next morning and camped near Gabeah. Then they advanced toward Gabeah to attack the men of Benjamin. But Benjamin's warriors, who were defending the town, came out and killed 22,000 Israelites on the battlefield that day. But the Israelites encouraged each other and took positions again at the same place they had fought the previous day. For they had gone up to Bethel and wept in the presence of the Lord until evening. They had asked the Lord, Should we fight against our relatives from Benjamin again? And the Lord said, Go out and fight against them. So the next day they went out again to fight against the men of Benjamin. But the men of Benjamin killed another 18,000 Israelites of all who were experienced with the sword. So what's happening is, is Israel is trying to go and avenge this poor lady. But when they're going, Benjamin beating them half to death. I mean, they're just killing people left and right. So these bad people are winning. (laughs) It's not going real well. So verse 26, Then all the Israelites went up to Bethel and wept in the presence of the Lord and fasted until evening. They also brought burnt offerings and peace offerings to the Lord. The Israelites went up, seeking direction from the Lord. In those days, the Ark of the Covenant of God was in Bethel, and Peneus, the son of Eleazar, the grandson of Aaron, was the priest. So Israelites asked the Lord, should we fight against our relatives from Benjamin again? Or maybe enough's enough. The Lord said, go, tomorrow I will hand them over to you. Notice he hadn't said that part before. So Israelites set an ambush all around Gabeah. They went out on the third day and took position at the same time as before. When the men of Benjamin came out to attack, they were drawn away from the town. And as they had done before, they began to slaughter the Israelites. But about 30 Israelites died in the open fields and along the roads, one leading to Bethel, the other leading back to Gabeah. Then the warriors of Benjamin shouted, We're defeating them as we did before. 
But the Israelites had planned in advance to run away so that the men of Benjamin would chase them along the roads and be drawn away from the town. Then, when the main group of Israelite warriors reached Baal Tamar, they turned and took positions, took up their positions. Meanwhile, the Israelites hiding in ambush to the west of Gabeah jumped out to fight. There were 10,000 elite troops from Israel who advanced against Gabeah. The fighting was so heavy that Benjamin didn't realize the impending disaster. So the Lord helped Israel defeat the Benjaminites, and that day they killed 25,100 of the Benjamin's warriors, all of whom were experienced swordsmen. Then the Benjamin, then the men of Benjamin saw that they were beaten. The Israelites had retreated from the Benjamin's warriors in order to give those hiding in ambush more room to maneuver against Gabeah. Then those who were hiding rushed in from all sides and killed everyone in the town. They had arranged to send a large cloud of smoke from the town as a signal. When the men of the Israelites saw the smoke, they turned and attacked the Benjamin warriors. By the time the Benjamin's warriors had killed about 30 Israelites, they shouted, We're defeating them as we had at the first battle. But when the warriors of Benjamin looked behind them and saw the smoke rising to the sky from every part of the town, the men of Israel turned and attacked. At this point, the men of Benjamin became terrified because they realized disaster was close at hand. So they turned around and fled before the Israelites toward the wilderness, but they couldn't escape. And because of that, the people who came out of the nearby towns were also killed. The Israelites surrounded the men of Benjamin and chased them relentlessly, finally overtaking them east of Gabeah. That day, 18,000 of Benjamin's strongest warriors died in battle. The survivors fled into the wilderness toward the rock of Rimon, but Israel killed 5,000 of them along the road. They continued to chase until they killed another 2,000 near Gedom. So that day, Benjamin lost over 25,000 strong warriors armed with swords, leaving only 600 men who escaped the rock of Rimon, where they lived for four months. Then the Israelites returned and slaughtered every living thing in the towns, the people, livestock and everything they found and also burned down all the towns they came to. So what it looks like happened is as they had no king, things were slowly getting worse and getting worse and getting worse until finally something so egregious, something so horrible happened that rallied the people together because an enemy of my enemy is my friend. And sometimes it takes a common enemy for people to unite. It reminds me of, you know, uh, September 11, 2001 in the United States, when this horrible tragedy occurred of the two towers in New York being, you know, destroyed and then the Pentagon being attacked. And then the, I think it was Flight 360 that went down. It rallied the nation. An enemy of my enemy is my friend. And it, it was amazing. And that's kind of what happened in this situation. All united against Benjamin. But then as they went to fight Benjamin, they realized they had a bigger fight than what they realized. And it became this civil war until finally on the third time, not only did they win, but they decimated the people of Israel. And there's two things, in my opinion, that we can learn from this. Number one is don't wait for the worst thing to happen before you decide to change. Don't wait for something horrible for you to lose the job, for you to have to declare bankruptcy, for you to lose the marriage, for you to lose you know, com- communication with your kids, you know, whatever it is, don't, don't wait for that before you realize enough's enough. You know, maybe it's time 
to be the first one to reach out, for you to say you're sorry, for you to make a different decision. I don't know what that would be. So lesson one would be, don't wait till the worst thing happens. Don't wait before you hit the bottom before you make a change. Second thing is, the reason why we need God in our life is because sometimes he helps us to move forward, and sometimes he teaches us when to hold back. You know, this was a horrible situation. Benjamin needed to be corrected. Benjamin needed to something to happen. But they got to the point where they almost completely snuffed out the entire tribe of Benjamin. Because since they didn't have the Lord in their life, they went to God to ask him a question. But they, they still, it's still in time where they had not made God their king again. And so they just kept killing. And sometimes one of the greatest things that God gives us is mercy, to know when enough is enough. And so why we follow God is because he teaches us when enough is enough. And I don't know which one of those lessons you need to hear today. Maybe before it gets too bad, make a new decision. Before you have to hit the bottom, decide to make a change. Or on the second time, know when enough is enough. Know when you've had that pound of flesh. Go to the Lord and ask, when is the right time to show mercy? And my prayer is, is that God will lead you in all things. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you, God, that you teach us and you guide us along the way. I'm so thankful for you. I pray you'll give us wisdom to know to not get to the bottom before we look up. Give us wisdom to know when to show mercy and when to show kindness, because it's with the same measure that we judge others that will be measured back to us. And if we want mercy, we should offer mercy to others. Thank you for loving us and for leading us and for growing us every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget the reason why all this is happening is Judges 17 that says, In those days Israel had no king. All the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. The lesson for us is don't do life our way. Do life God's way. If we don't, they're going to kill a fool <laughs> until there ain't nothing left. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for Judges chapter 21. <laughs>